Good evening one and all and welcome along to season two, episode number 78 of the UK Dallas Cowboys uh, podcast. Uh, this evening we have the post-game show for the Giants. Uh, I'm joined by Paul and by our co-founder of the fan club, Mr. Jamie Smith. How are you both doing tonight, gents? Evening, boys. Uh, fellas. How are you both doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, mate. I had a quite interesting evening. My Twitch stream completely boomed because of Al uh, Smitzel, who's a fantasy draft guru, just seemed to send some of his followers over, so that was kind of nice of him. So, aye. <laughs> no, not, 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 not a bad way to start the, the evening, so hopefully some of those um, viewers have uh, joined us on this evening's uh, episode um, of the show. Uh, so, for for any of those who of you who are unfamiliar with us, we're um, we're, we're we're based here in the UK and Ireland. So I'm in Ireland. Paul, you're in Scotland. <laughs> Scotland. Excited, uh, we have our, our our one and only Yorkshire stud muffin himself, Jamie, who is based in stud, stud muffin. It leads, leads, leads. So. Um, Tonight we're gonna we're gonna break down and review the uh, Cowboys' victory over the Giants. Before we do so, we have a couple of very important callouts um, before we start reviewing it. So, Paul, if you want to take away on your your spot. Oh yes. Yeah. So, if you're planning on going to a game this year, be sure to check out Cowboys' experience for the ultimate meet and greet, tailgate, and game day experience um, to. To contact Cowboys Experience, please go to www.cowboysexperience.com and use the discount code UK Cowboys. When I say this, I cannot recommend these guys. Like I, can, I, rec- I recommend these guys so highly, man. Like it's honestly, they treat me like royalty, especially if you're coming from over the UK. Honestly, man, it's worth it. Get to meet players like Drew Pearson, Zach Martin. And current other UK Cowboy players and uh, former cheerleaders, it's it's absolutely brilliant. So, but yes, this turn code is always up the top. So be sure to contact them. But obviously, with this year, it's going to be a little more different, difficult. So there's going to be some online experiences. But be sure for next year, 2021 season, be sure to get in touch with them. And don't forget uh, to use the code, folks. Get all the free stuff you can. In the in the famous words of Richard Jones, do be a clown. <laughs> don't be a clown. Love it, Jerry. So our next big show. I think there's a bit of a delay in our uh, feed today, so apologies, everyone. Yeah. So our next big shout-out, unfortunately, the news broke overnight that um, Taylor Stern has departed the Dallas Cowboys media team. For any of you who've been keeping up with us on this feed and who followed the Cowboys media team themselves, um, Taylor has been more than wonderful with her, t- with her time, with her expertise. Um, she's always available to us when we reach out. So we'd like to take the moment to uh, 
shout out to Taylor. Wish her the best of luck with the next step in her career. Uh, we're, we're seeing the crying faces coming in already because we're sure everybody is feeling the same about this. And for someone yeah. someone who thought 2020 couldn't get any worse when Jeff Heath left the Cowboys, it's gotten worse. But I know both Paul and Jamie have met Taylor during trips out to Dallas. So if you want to give us your feelings, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously quite gutted. Um, I've met Taylor on a couple of occasions when I went over to Dallas uh, to hang about with my friend Shannon, who also works for the Dallas Cowboys. Shout, shout out to Shannon Gross. Um, but yeah, Taylor's just an ultimate professional, man. Like, like every time I got a chance to meet her, she, she was always about, like, thinking about the next best thing in terms of, like, content and, like, strategy and stuff like that. So, and... What she did for cover four, what with Dave and stuff like that, and yeah, she's she's absolutely brilliant, and we just wish her all the best in the future. Yeah, I think um, Paul just yeah, Paul Paul touched on it. Um, one of the ones, well, I'd say that they all do that um, take us all in this side of the pond like like family, and the threat as well when we've been out there. Yeah. Um, and she's yeah, she's obviously. She's full of knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, you, you listen to the podcast she's been on and, yeah, it gives everybody a good insight. Um, so, yeah, the, sadly, the team's losing a good, um, well, not a good, a, a great member of, of the team. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame. But, yeah, we like to say, we wish her all the best and thanks for all the support that she's given, not just us lot over here, but obviously all around the world. Absolutely. So um, we'll all be keeping an eye out for you, Taylor. We all want to see what your next chapter is and where life takes you. But we'll all, we'll all be keeping an eye on your Instagram and on your Twitter feed because they are yep. always a good watch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, moving along to uh, our, everyone's favourite real or imagined grandfather, it's uh, Jerry Jones' 78th birthday today. Yep. So a uh, shout out to Mr. Jones and to the family. Yeah, happy birthday, Jerry Jones. Happy birthday, JJ. We're sure we're sure it'll be fun celebrations this evening in the Jones household. Yeah, you'll be on the yacht no though. So moving along. <laughs> <laughs> moving along and jumping into the injury update. So uh as we say, uh, not great news. Obviously, we all know what happened on Sunday. Um, Dak Prescott has had a high or had a compound fracture on his right angle, ankle, and he also dislocated his room out for the rest of the season. And to also note that Tristan Hill uh, has torn his ACL, and he is also ruled out for the season. So. Gentlemen, take it away. I'm devastated, mate. I am like, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words. Like, that was on his way to like, he was projected to go way beyond the record books this season based on what all the NFL experts were saying. Well, it's like six thousand yards plus, all that type of stuff. And for this to happen to him, who's who's never really missed a game, like the only time he's ever missed. Like he came off the field was to get examined and come back onto the field. Other than that, he's never missed a game. So and not just that, 
he's been absolutely nothing but phenomenal this year. So, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, I'm just devastating it. And I don't know, man. I'm, I'm lost for words. Lost for words. Yeah. It, uh, like, when we saw it in real time, we, we, we were immediately going, oh, crap. And then when we saw replays, it just made things worse. Um, I think the outpouring, and we'll pull up a comment there from Lloyd, like the, uh, we couldn't be more heartbroken, like the outpouring of sympathy from everyone around the NFL, everyone within the Cowboys organization. Um, you could see how highly regarded Dak was. You know, it's, it's, um, it just it just goes to show that the guy he is. I mean, he's faced so much adversity in his own life. Um, everyone has known and read the stories in terms of his mom, his brother dying this year, um, his own yep. battles with mental health. Um, yep. But Jamie, what are your own feelings on this? It's like I say, it couldn't come at a worse time, could it? Like I say, he was balling out. I mean, he's yeah, and then to. You don't wish injury on anybody, and then just to just to see when he was being carted off, and he was in absolute tears. Like you say, it was just heartbreaking to see. Because I, I was crying as well, mate. Like honestly, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Honestly, it's, it, it, you kind of sometimes think of it as sod's load, like you say, because essentially he's in contract here, isn't he? Um, and it couldn't have come at a worse mm-hmm. time, like you say, because the. So I mean that it's. It's, it's such, like I say, it's such a bad injury. It was, oh, it was just, you don't want to see that to, like I say, to anybody that plays for any other team. But when it's one of your own, it's, oh, it was just heartbreaking. And like you say, and then it flicked up into the box. And I'm sure, what is it? But it's Charlotte Jones being consoled in the um, in the box as well. Yeah. And just You could tell how, how close-knit the whole organisation is and how much, like I say, that they, um, they think of Dak and... Yeah, even when, like, say, Jason Garrett even come onto the field to make sure he's yeah. all right. Yeah, that, 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 was, that, that was a touch of class from Jason Garrett. Yeah. I know we've all been yeah. critical of him as a coach, but as a person, you can't see anything bad about him as an actual person. And mm. and that just shows that. So, um, you look at him before the game as well when they come on and it was when it kind of flicked through, didn't it? Because obviously Garrett was saying hi to everybody and him and Dak had a bit of a, like, a bit of a pushy pushy kind of friendly kind of band yeah. and, it, it, and it, it just shows yeah. what I mean there's do I mean what they all think of each other yeah the, the rivals end of day now but the, I mean there's still that mutual respect and that love because it was there from the start of Dak's career in, you know, in the NFL anyway see that's the thing though outside of football it doesn't really matter you're, you can still talk to that person no matter what you can still be friends have that lasting friendship no matter what so yeah it's and, you're, right, you're right there Jamie yeah. And just and, and just because you're just that, I know obviously we're a Cowboys podcast, but um, like you say, you don't ever want to see anybody injured. But props to um, Alex Smith as well, getting back on the field. That was oh, regardless. Man, that was that was a nice thing to see. Yeah, yeah, that that is unbelievable. Like, like yeah, shout out to the UK wrestling fans, like as well. Like it's like for us to see, like like we. You have to admire the uh, like the hard and determination, like the, all the adversity that like Alex Smith got as well for him to come back. And we've been getting a lot of support from other teams saying wishing Dak all the best, especially that little kid from Philadelphia. Like I yeah. don't even mind seeing him on Twitter. Like 
It's been reposted and tweeted and shared. That that was lovely. Um, that's what football is all about. End of the day. Um, but obviously, you do have the the few the kids. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've got the, the you've got the idiots out there as well. Um, but I was going I was going to ask you guys. Like Jamie kind of briefly mentioned it was a uh, regard to it can be a bit of a bad time. And you're right, I think it is a bit of a bad time how this is happened because of his contract. But my, what I'm just about to say, what I'm about to say is I am fuming with some of the people are coming out with saying it's the Jones's fault, it's Dad's fault, whatever not. And for some person to blame about this whole situation, it's his former agent. I'm going to leave it at that. Mr. Todd, is it Todd France or Todd Francis? Mm. He's Todd the guy. Todd France, that guy, single-handedly, pretty much ruined Dak from getting a secured longer-term contract till it was too late. Like when do, do you know, as, as soon as it as soon as it happened, kind of that went from head and I sat there and I kind of stayed off Twitter a little bit because sometimes it can be a bit poisonous, cartridge during a game day. But automatically, you just knew it was going to be Dak screwed himself. Jones is screwed, Jack. It, it was always, and that's why I kind of like say stayed off Twitter because you just don't want to see that crap. And it's just one of them things, and obviously, and here's this the thing: is where the, the contract negotiations are a bit weird out there because obviously the Joneses are thinking about obviously the roster and yeah, and that. You know what I mean, and and, and Dax obviously make it. You know what I mean, he, he deserves a payday. So absolutely, here's here's the final, Jamie. Like. Before all this whole scenario kicked off, it's like Dak was offered contract numerous occasions, like getting turned down because of Todd France, saying it wasn't good enough, the money wasn't good, and stuff like that. But end of the day, the, the problem wasn't like Dak even came out and says like it'd be great to have all that money, but at the same time, it was more to do with the duration. That was the yeah. thing for him. But the thing is, this Todd France, his former agent, kept bumping up the price tag when you saw like the Ryan Tannehill get that big contract for the Titans. Then you see getting the home getting that contract, then all that type of stuff, and you know that. It's like and it completely you know, it's, it's 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 like it all the time, and this is one thing that pisses me off about sports. Like you say, yeah, the the, the sports stars deserve to get paid, but like I say you when you see these negotiations, it's always the. Um, it's always the agents that are kind of in the in the mix a lot more than what the well, players are. Like say, just look at um, I know it's it's all kind of off topic, but look at um, Bryce Harper in, in baseball a couple of years ago when he um, he hit the market and it would they were just driving the price up and it's just it's ridiculous and well that's the thing. Jamie, they always like, deserve that amount of money, but it's, it's what the, it is, isn't it? Here's the final, Jamie. Like the only thing the player does is sign the contract. He has no. He doesn't talk to the organisation at all. That's all done by the agent. Yeah. That's what they're there for. And like says, France, he screwed up. So do you know, what, like you say, I know we mentioned it, and I, I, want, I looked at a thing, kind of going off topic a little bit, which just shows you how agents kind of get stuck in. It was a, it was a bit on when um, when Gaza left Lazio to go to um, to your hated rivals, and. Um, his age, and, he, and he said, he said his agent was pushing for him to go to the Premier League, and he was like, no, I want to go to the other side of Glasgow. I won't say the name, because I know you don't like him, Paul, but it just shows how much they try to influence what um, what a player does, and, it, and it, it's nice sometimes to see uh, a player say, don't, you know what? Don't, 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 don't
don't get me wrong, I hate it, Gaza, but it's kind of fun, funny that you mentioned the old firm Glasgow Rangers because we're going back to Dad Prescott. This reminds me of what happened to Henrik Larson years ago when he had that nasty mm -hmm. leg break. I, I, and for me, when I watched that, those highlights of the when his ankle dislocated and that, it just brought so many bad memories because I remember watching that game live. It was against um, Leon. I think it was like mm -hmm. a Champions League qualifier back in 1998. Yeah. And I was really young back then. And and, and I was sobbing for tears. And, and I felt the same that night. Like, even after the game when we won, I didn't feel happy. I, I felt more upset, more because of Dak. So, and, yeah. and that just goes to show how much I love him as a player and how much I think he's so fundamental for the Dallas Cowboys. It's the fact that, like, you know, and, and not just that, it, like, it's a human being in the day. You don't want to wish someone, like, you want to make sure that they're, they're always healthy no matter what. Exactly. And, and, and same goes with Tristan Hill. Same goes with Tristan Hill. Like, he's been having, like, he's starting to kind of like coming out of the shell now. And now he's now back, back to square one again. You know, yeah, which is so unfortunate because yeah. he was he was progressing as every game was going on. Like, don't get mind. There's been a few times where I feel as though he was like uh, overpowered by bigger old linemen, but that will come. That will come eventually. But you know, like, yeah, it, 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 it just it seems to be happening a lot in the league. Sorry, Brian, I jumped in there, but um, I think it was it Jane Slayer tweeted the other night, didn't she? I think we got 13 players on on IR at the minute. It's, it's just, it just shows how much that. Training camps being missed because obviously there's they've not been able to get to the, the fitness level they would like to get to. I just and here's the bigger question: What were those players doing during the off season? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that as well. There is that as well. It can sort of because there and and this and I know we're going to talk about defense and like later on in that, but I will get to that because I am going to be grilling someone specifically because of this. <laughs> And I want to see yeah. what people's going so, on. I'll tell you what, whoever's watching right now, tell me who you think I'm going to be grilling in our defence during uh, our segment tonight. I'm curious he's been, to see. He's been on this, and he's been on it, Brian. He's been on fire off, off air. So, yeah, I'm ready for um, to yeah. get a fire extinguisher to, to, put, his, to put his ears out. <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh, no. it's, it's for 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 all of you all of you lucky people this evening. It's it's a good thing we don't have a bleep machine, and it's a good thing for Paul we don't have the swear jar because we know he is going to go off on one tonight. Well, I do, I do but have a um, as we say, look, don't <laughs> don't don't be afraid to send us in your comments, folks. As you can see, we've had a few comments in there from Lloyd. Um, you know, give us your thoughts, give us your opinions on the DAC situation, uh, and your thoughts on Tristan Hill. Just um, before we go any further in terms of injury updates, um, we've also added Garrett Gilbert from the Cleveland Browns practice squad. I think that's the second week in a row we've done that from someone from their squad. And uh, Adam Redmond has also been re signed. But um, yeah, flicking it back to Tristan Hill, I mean, he is a guy who has been making strides this year and um, he's 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 gotten involved like i think this time last year we were all kind of calling him a bust already yeah but he's yeah. turned his career around and you know you don't want to see something like that 
Yeah, man. No, no you're, you're absolutely spot on. Cause I, like me, you, Jamie, and uh, I think pretty much the whole majority of our like UK Cowboys family were were just like Tristan Helm. That it's just not good enough. But he barely even took to the field. Like we were being too mm-hmm. too critical of him. But yes, he was really turning the page, and we were kind of like, you know what? Yep, I'll eat that humble pie. Thank you. So. But it's a shame what's just happened to him, though. Really is. It's just, it's, I think there was a, quite a lot of pressure on me last year because of the, um, essentially, because of obviously the, the trade we made for um, for Coop. He, yep. he was essentially our first round pick. So, or I right. he was our first pick, wasn't he? So there was going to always be that pressure. And like you say, it's just, like you say, this, this scheme seems a lot better for him and he seems to have settled a lot more. And like you say, it's just a shame because. He'd been making strides every week, and yeah, it's just it's just sad law, sadly, isn't it? Yeah, man. Uh, but looking looking at it from another point of view, Paul, a gentleman that you um, have a have a soft spot for. Uh, I think it's 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 almost as big as my soft spot for Jeffy. Uh, this shows allow him some more opportunities, so. What are your opinions on that as, as our D-line expert? Bring on the Canadian bulldozer. That's all I'm saying. Like, and again, again, I am going to go into more detail about this in the defence segment, like, because when you make the comparison of the... In fact, I may give it, gave it away there. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm over the moon for Neville. I really am. I've been... You know, I've been yeah. raving about this guy since bloody day one, and for him to get the opportunity now to be a starter now, a lot sooner than I expected, to be yeah. honest with you. But give him till end of the season, man. He is going to fit right in, fit right in. Yeah. So just a comment in there from Lauren, who who is one of Thanks, our number yeah. one fans. He's always tuned in to us. So as Very you can long. see, it's gone for for Tristan. He was injured as a result of trying not to get flagged for unnecessary roughness. I mean, that just says it all, you know. He's trying to be too nice. He's trying to <laughs> trying to be too nice, and he ends trying to be disciplined in his approach, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if we st- if we start breaking down the game, we we're we're not going to ju- we could nearly jump straight into defense but we'll just take a look at the offensive numbers first so yep. as you can see there Dak uh, 14 of 21 166 yards um i think it's nearly been lost in all the analysis is that Dak actually re- was the recipient of a touchdown pass that was Ooh. unbelievable that was un- I, 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 I like hold on but it's like bloody f- so when the hell to be do like a Nick Foles or something, not to give any of the, the Eagles any credit whatsoever. Behave. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah. It felt like a, it was like a, a college football trick play. It really did. I was like, I, I, I was loving it. It was something different, something it takes, but that is credit to Kellen, yeah. Moore, Kellen Moore. That is credit to him. And I know he's had his critics as well, especially with last season mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But when you do think about the the perspective across this season in general, offensively, putting points on the board, we're doing that now. Whereas last season, we did struggle to score points and be like 
convert within the red zone. We fixed that issue where I put the points on, so credit is due to Kellen Moore. Tell you what, cracking rule he run, and the pass was... I said Cedric Wilson. Was it Cedric Wilson? Think it was on it. Say you, you, you Cedric Wilson have... was the was the beautiful passer. Spy, beautiful spine. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought it were a wide receiver. Say that though, it happened to us bloody last week, didn't it? Would it um would it would it can't remember it was for Cleveland last week? Would it Ray Landry that threw the touchdown pass slightly? That's it, yeah, and said the these wide receivers have got an arm on them. Yeah, we're seeing that quite a lot this season. You go the Browns doing it and now we're doing it. So, yeah, I still want to see. Uh, I still want to see the joint. A, a big guy for a one. <laughs> a nice well, little lead blocker. He, he needs to throw one. Uh, let's not forget that the Giants threw a two-point conversion to one of their offensive tackles. Yeah, that's so they got their own right? back on us. Yeah. Well, I want to say well, well, we to... touched on a good point there that I. That Sorry, Brian. That, um, the, in, in terms of red zone offense, so I think it, you can see the numbers there. It's running through. So we actually went three of five this time. Yeah. Um, and those numbers have been fairly consistent. You know, I think it was two of three the week before. So I think our red zone offense and our scoring offense has gotten a lot better. Is that? Oh, it's not. Is that just uh, Helen Moore issue? Yeah. Is um, it a thing? Is it a scheme? Is it the players in the scheme? Go on, Jamie. Oh, sorry, Jamie. I only no, I, well, I think when I was thinking about this the last couple of weeks, and I might get slayed for this, but it might just be the fact that we've not become predictable. And what I mean by that is, Cowboys getting the, over the last few years, Cowboys getting the red zone. It's only going essentially to to one person. It was going to go to Jay Witt, and as much as we don't like the fact that he's no longer on this roster, mm-hmm. he's not there. So teams now have to plan differently because they say, I bet if you look back over the last few years, how many times in the red zone we threw to Jay Witt. Now, that, that means Zeke, Zeke, Zeke's going to bulldoze his way in. That yeah. can be, that can be um, pretty, pretty formidable um, in the red zone with his feet, with his arm. We've got, Plenty of weapons at wide receiver. I mean, and the Titans are starting to show a little bit. So, I think personally, I think it's because we're not we're not as predictable. Um, teams are uh, struggling to defend us in the in the red zone compared to what we used to be. I, I don't think you'd be slated at all for that. I actually think it's no. a, that's a great point of view on things, Jamie. I just to kind of add on top of that, it just kind of makes you think: Was Jason Garrett actually was the problem? Was he restricting the offensive coordination to a certain extent? Because there was talk of the last season that he was interfering, like interfering to kind of take things back, and so he had more control, all that type of stuff. So, it, I mean, that's all I can really say. Another. It, it seems to me like McCarthy is like giving him full reign and it's working. So, and again, mm-hmm. that that is all credit to McCarthy. Let it give him the permission for Kellen Moore to do that, and and all credit is due to Moore for actually executing. And we're actually getting points on the board, like because how many times are we actually nearly get like 
like we're in the like high thirties on average or not, and every like I think the only game is for season opener. I think any other game we're thirty plus. Yeah. That's great. Like that is great offensively, regardless. Yeah. It is. Like I think I think it's it's maybe a couple of factors in this. Um last year I think we only saw the development of Michael Gallup in the second half of the year, and we'll touch on this slightly, is Gallup's ability to go up and win the ball. And you have that now. You have a Murray who can take the ball from the slot or, or down, the, down the seams. And you also have a guy now in CD Lamb who can do the same thing. He can take it in the slot. He can go across the middle, but he can also do it long. You know, so I think it's just a case of there's more options in the in the system rather than just as we as Jamie kind of said, it's going to Jay Whitten. Everyone knows it. Here's the thing as well, like going forward, like we've never had a trio of wide receivers who we can fully trust like this before. Mm-hmm. Like you've had your like we always relied on Des Bryant, but there was occasions where Terrence Williams and then it was Cole Beasley, then yeah, whatever, and that like they'll do a an okay job, but when you've got this trio of wide receivers, you're at least guaranteed one of them, at least one of them to give you a hundred yards a game. Mm-hmm. Pretty much now. Like that's yeah, just how it's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what seems to be happening now, especially what's going on. And a further point as well, and this is something I'm I want to get your guys' thoughts on. It's like now, like obviously. It's sad that what's happened to Dak. Andy Dalton, we do need to talk about Andy Dalton. He's never had a receiver core like this in his arsenal. All he had before was like say, AJ Green, who was always pretty much injured and had underachieving wide receivers that were picked in the first round, like John Ross. And, and the, the only other one he's had decent was uh, Tyler Boyd, but he wasn't, he was like 50% with the game and no, yeah. but whereas. Now with the Cowboys, he's got three wide receivers that will be there and mm. make space and get those catches no matter what. So, and can I go forward? It's not. It is a big loss to lose that, obviously. But I'm just glad that we managed to get ourselves the best backup we could get. That's what I'll say. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know I'm, glad, I'm glad you you said that, Paul, because um, we. Touched on a little bit back in the last year when we had big game James on. Um, and I've been, and I think, I don't know if it was uh, when we was looking at the offence during pre-season. Um, and I said that it excited me. I, I personally thought that um, Andy Dalton was probably the best pickup we had this year, just for the fact that if you look back yeah. through the years, when, when, when Tony was was starting QB, he never really had anybody behind him. Um, yeah, Kyle Orton... Yeah, all that. And and ex- exclude Dak's first year because you know, I mean, it, 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 if Tony would have got injured, then it would have it would have been Tony's team that year. Um, yeah. And th- th- but this team has been so stacked for years, going back to probably even before, well, probably maybe a year or so before the Cowboys came over here in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always if if the QB was going to go down. This team was essentially screwed because although there was a, we had a good running game, we had a decent wide receiver call or tight end call put, put yeah. them off together. 
we just had nobody. Like I said, Tony went down that year against what it, I think the Redskins, wasn't it? And it was John Kittner that come in. I mean, you're not going to win. No disrespect, John Kittner, but you're not going to win games with John Kittner. Andy Dalton's been to the playoffs. Andy Dalton's won decent games. Andy Dalton's played at a high level. Yeah. This, as much as he's not, I'm not saying he's going to play at a level that Dak's playing at, but he's going to come in and say he, he didn't light it up the other night, but he's still coming in through for over 100 yards. And apart from the, the fumble that he had, I mean, he had, a, he had a fairly steady game. So I'd still be confident with, with Andy Dalton yeah. uh, being the QB of this team. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like if 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 we do move on, then as we say to Andy Dalton, I mean, he had the fumble on his first on his first series, and then he came in and and let's be fair, he led us on a game winning drive. Now, two unbelievable. The game winning drive was two brilliant passes. Yeah. But I'm going to take it back and go to the pass before where he found Cooper over the middle and Cooper turned a six-yard loss into a first down. And then we got the two passes to Gallup. I mean, I don't know of a QB who could have come in, made that pass. Mm. Yeah. yeah you know, he's, he's, he's past CD Lamb impressed me as well. I know, the, I know the wide receiver's still got to do his job and... Mm-hmm. Don't mean I'm not, not going to take away the fact that CD Lamb made a great catch, but it's like, it's how did that, that just one catch, there's that camaraderie there on there already? Like, he, he knew that CD Lamb was going to get his, get the job done and he was going to get inside and, and get the ball. And like you say, it's just they, they obviously it's it was it was just nice to see, like you said, that we as much as the game shouldn't have panned out the way it bloody panned out, but. You, you had that trust there, whereas no disrespect, disrespect to the the guy that she's coming, but you wouldn't expect somebody like a Garrett Gilbert to come in and, and make those kind of plays. And like you say, I mean, leaders that leaders down for a game winning drive. That's, that's, a, that's, that's another question. Where does that look like? Because obviously, we just signed an our quarterback into the squad. Um, is it Gilbert from the Browns squad? Yeah, Garrett Gilbert. That, yeah, yeah. So, are they? Making him as number one, or this uh, not number one uh, backup, number one backup. Sorry, to Dinucci, or is Dinucci still going to be backup to Dalton? Well, if you if you were, um, um, that's what, that's what, why I love the world of Wikipedia. If you look at Wikipedia, it reckons that he's competing for the starters job. <laughs> sorry, Brian, I jumped in there on you. Sorry, don't do that. To no, Nigeria, no, no, no. I mean. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I I can't imagine he's gonna he's gonna displace Gilbert. I think it's just a case of having the extra quarterback and an extra body there because I mean Gilbert has yeah. he has thrown balls and Danucci hasn't. So it's just a case of having having that extra body there. Yeah. But if we do, if we do then then look and t- and let's talk about the two t- two catches from. Michael Gallup on that last drive. I mean, who oh, else would have done that? The kid's a baller. CD Lamb in America. CD Lamb in America would have. Mm, true, it's true. They might have done it, but it's it's just that ability that he seems to have to go up, get the ball, and get himself in bounds. I mean, that's the fourth or fifth time we've seen that this season. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I've, I've, when it comes to um, when it comes to Gallup, I've been 
must admit, I, I, um, I need to eat my words because I, I, I think it was the, I don't know if it was the pre-game show last se- for last season. I said that he would probably be QB, uh, QB, be wide receiver two, maybe three. Um, but he's shown it, he, he he would on any other roster he would. Oh, apart from there's a couple of obviously apart from a couple of couple of teams um, that obviously got some elite receivers there, but you could probably say probably eighty percent of this this league he would be wide receiver one on eighty percent of the other teams in this league. I'll be honest with you. See, with our trio of wide receivers, every one of them are playing like number ones. My mm-hmm. personal opinion, it's hard to differentiate from. Yeah, not, they're all playing up to a high standard. CD Lamb yep. is, is is beyond expectations. He's making some amazing plays. Michael Gallup is playing for that new contract. Without, and don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. And Amari Cooper is continuing that consistency. He's 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 balling out. So every single one of them are playing like number ones in my my view. So I don't know what you guys are for. It's what you are watching right now. Get get your comments in. Tell us what you think. I think I think you touched on it earlier, Paul, as well. You, um... I mean, like pretty much, we're consistently now at least one of the receivers is getting at least a hundred yards minimum. Yeah. But then when you look at like the next wide receiver, the pushing that hundred mark, you're looking at seventy-five plus. You know what I mean, so th- this offense is, is dangerous. It's just just need consistency on that on that all line. Yeah, that that that's the that's the bigger big, big issue yeah. is the is the protection for. Um, the quarterback and also the ability to open up the gaps for the running game. That's still a major issue, yeah. but we're still get, somehow, somehow we're getting the points on the board still. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And I think, yeah, I, I think, I think you, you're you kind of feeding into it, into the next point, and I I think it is fair that we do, we do mention Zeke Elliott, so he had 91 yards, two touchdowns, you know, in a game where Zeke seemed to be quiet, those are still great numbers to be putting up. Oh, what that do? And if you, have back, you could see it. Just... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, especially when it comes, I was going to say, especially within fantasy football, that is a great scoreline as well. Yeah, like you could see, you could see it in the, in the drive when Zach, when Dak went down. You know that Zeke. Seemed to take that mantle of leadership onto himself and just said, you know, give me the ball. I'll carry this team on my back. I mean, that's something you want to see from your running back. Mm. And I, th- I think as well, I think he got a little, I don't know if it's just me, I, I don't know if he got a, a, a bit of unfair stick on the um, on the interception. Because when you actually look back, I just don't know if it was a little bit of a high throw from Dak. Because the, the commentator's like, oh, he's, he's come off Zeke's hands. But when you actually look at it, I just don't know. I think that's a little bit harsh on on Zeke to get the blame for that interception as well. Yeah, I I think in our in our own group chat, I think I said I said that that that, that it was you know what was Zeke at, but to be fair, it was you know just slightly high and high and above where Dak should have thrown it. You know, so it's 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 hard to blame him for that. But. If we flip it over, we are now going to talk to you, talk to our defense, and we're going to throw it over to Mr. Paul Stewart, who has been waiting with bated breath for this moment. Paul, take it away. Right, I'm going to start off with this. 
Dontari Poe, you better get your arson in here, son. That was, the, without a doubt, the worst performance from a defensive tackle I've ever bloody seen. Get your act together. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Like I watched the highlights of the game. I watched the match film. I've never seen some. I've never seen a lineman so non-committed in my life. He was basically there as a statue, a holding frame. He was upright. He was getting forced back every time. He was actually shoved to the ground, like going going back into the backfield by uh, by one of the Giants guards. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And not just that, his effort to run after the ball was absolutely disgraceful. Then Terry Poe, get your head up your ass and get and get out about it. If you continue to play like that again, I never want to see you in a Cowboys jersey ever again. Get it sorted. Do you know what the funniest thing is, Bri? That he like for everybody that's tuning everyone that's tuning in, he was literally like this part off air before we come on. Like he was Chomping at the bit, there was smoke coming out of his lugs. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that, that, that infuriated me. It really did. Mm, but I, 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 just to kind of add to that, I know we uh, it, it's starting to become a little bit of a theme on on the shows, both the post game and the pre game shows um, this season. Um, that, that, that from maybe where um, where D Law managed to, um, to to cause the. The, the fumble by Daniel Jones and obviously Brown took it in and a couple of plays from um, Joe Thomas so yeah so just, yeah apart from that this defense this year has been shit absolutely shit this there's I'm sorry there's no and I, and I know we like I say we would talk about Paul but there was in the bleepers but there was no way that this game with our offense and the the players we have on defense that this game should have been that close. And this is no disrespect to anybody, but Daniel Jones came into this game with a QBR of under 70. There's no That's way that the Giants should have put that many points on, on this team. They had the, they didn't have their, their most potent attacking player in this game. They had a patched-up running game. They've got an awful wide receiver core. They've got Garbage QB from what he's looked in his first in his, coming into his second season. There's no way on this earth that that game should have gone down to a goal, game winning no. goal. This this defense is going to hold this team back. Yeah, it's funny that you kind of mentioned that. I, I still want to kind of go and talk about like the whole poor thing again when you were talking about like now that like, Neville Gallimore has now started. Right, here's the difference between these two players. Gallimore has got the burst, he's got the energy, he's got the drive, right? And he is committed to chase after the ball, right? And we saw that he actually put Daniel Jones in his arse going off on the sideline. Paul, he's still standing, twiddling his thumbs like an absolute hoffwit. I'm sorry. I can't, it still annoys me. Like, Do you know, I, and, I, and, actually just, yeah. and I think just kind of just put a, a bit of a prop on there. Um, I think I, I'm sure I read right somewhere. And and we've to be fair, we we've all given Dealer a bit of, bit of shit over the last few weeks, obviously because of the size of his contract. But did I read somewhere right saying that for a lot of that game he was playing on a bum leg as well? So fair, and that, if that's true, fair play to him because he was obviously in there and he was like, you know what? If if I'm if I'm at sixty percent, I'm still going to get in there and I'm going to try and cost some havoc. So fair play to him if that's true. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. And uh, uh, I know our uh, very own Graham Wilson will be like, if he's not 100%, don't play him. But what choice do we have, to be fair, yeah. when you've got um, I, I have Everson Griffin, who is not doing the business as far as I'm concerned, and you you are definitely the critical of him, Brian, for sure. And and you've got Lisa, yeah, um, uh, like you've got Lisa Poe, who is absolutely garbage right now, he's doing nothing. I don't want to see him in the Cowboys jersey again after that performance. I, I'd rather get him back in, and, and even like the fact is, we had to get Tyron Crawford to play back into defensive tackle, and you saw the difference in that. You saw the difference with like, and this is the guy who just came back from hip surgery. And he's making a difference out there. Mm-hmm. In the centre of the defensive line, he's still making a difference with a like reconstructed hip, whatever bionicle hip. I don't care. He's like Robocop. I don't care what you want to call him. Honestly. It's... There's, there's only two there's only two people on defense this year that have um kind of made any any headway with me and and kind of shone a little bit to say say that they've been shoddy of the been. And that's been Joe Thomas. I I, I think I think we um, we mentioned a few weeks ago he's going to be um, kind of around in Hitchens where he's going to ball out, and we're sadly probably going to lose him because of what we've got on defense um, and Diggs. But apart from that, the rest of the defense has been garbage. Diggs is without a doubt being our best player in defense this year. Without a shadow of a doubt, and this is a rookie as well. Without a doubt. Um, uh... Are, are, are we forgetting a certain gentleman named Alden Smith? I I concur. I, I yeah, actually, don't get me wrong. Don't yeah. get don't get me wrong. Alden Smith has been great in terms of like he's mm. like stats wise he's been great. There's been a few things on film I'm not particularly happy about mm. what he's been doing. It seems to be especially when the balls on the weak side. It takes a more casual mm. approach, being like because obviously he's got a job where he needs to contain that. But whenever he know, yeah. whenever the ball's not going in his direction, he should be helping going going uh, back at, uh, going back to the backfield to help out in case they do cut back inside in. So and that's not what's happening. So there's been a few scenarios where I've not been too happy with all of them. But in terms of that, but in terms of him going for the QB. Stopping the run, yeah, he's been great. But in terms of overall, I think Dykes has just been great. He's went above expectations. He's 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 pretty much like people are trying to like suss him out, and he has proven his worth to me. He really has. Yeah, he's making he's, he's making our veteran players been with the team for about two, three, four years. Nah, like come on, is this it? One step up. Yeah, like I think I think Paul, you 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 touched on the main point of my um, defensive argument, and that was Everson Griffin, um, and it, it it brought up two points. I mean, the first one for me was I would have cut him on the spot. I mean, Evan Engram was walking past him, waving at him, and he didn't. He made no effort. There was no burst to go after him and just drag him down. But the second point that I want to bring up, in terms of our free agent additions, I mean, Everson Griffin, Dontari Poe, haha Clinton Dix, who we cut before the season started. It hasn't been good enough. Where does no, the blame lie not. on that? Is that a Mike McCarthy issue? Is it a Mike Nolan issue? Is it a 
is a Will McClay issue. Why why are these I, guys I, not performing? I don't think I well, it could be a few factors. It could be the fact that this mm-hmm. off season has been this whole off season has been a complete write off. For all we know, Don Tari Bowl could be eating donuts every single day for all we know. Right? Um, who knows? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being really bashful and poor right now, but it, it's got on the truth. If people were to actually watch the game, like the actual coaching film of the entire post performance mm. in that game, you would bench him in a heartbeat. Doesn't matter if you're an all pro, whatever, on that you would bench him because that was absolutely disgraceful. Um, but to the point that, like, a Griffin, Poe, um, haha, Clinton Dix. I think it is really down to the players because they've been veterans of the game. Griffin, who's been phenomenal for the Vikings, like he's had so many sacks with them. He's, he's like he's, he's been on over. He's, I think he's been to the Pro Bowl, hasn't he, Griffin? Mm. Yeah, yeah so three or four times. Yeah, so he's been to the Pro Bowl. Um, I'm pretty sure Dix has been there once. So when he was at Green Bay. Um, yeah. And even and I'm pretty sure Poe's been there when he was at Kansas City. So, it's like, but since they came here, mm-hmm. they've, I don't know if it's just me, but I think these players on their mind are expecting a free ride. That's my, I, that's, um, my that's what I think. I, 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 agree, I agree in some aspects. I don't want to try and sound like I'm going to contradict myself here. Because um, since week when I've all noticed like this defense because it's been awful. But if, I think if you look at them, think out of the, all of the, the um, the free agency ones. If anything, the the ha ha Clinton Dix one was an absolute bust. I just mean in terms of, um, if you look at the size of his contract, like you would have out of all the ones that were signed, you wouldn't have thought he would have been the one that got cut because of the size of his contract. So he must have been absolutely garbage in what we had of training camp to be cut. Because the Cowboys yeah. are up for a lot of money with with Clinton Dix, um, and I just like you say, just think the other ones. I just think um, with Griffin and maybe Poor. Sadly, we obviously we're obviously not going to see what we would have got out of McCoy. Um, but I just think play, yeah, I, I, that, 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 that McCoy to me is still the biggest. Um, a, a, a not biggest upset. Um, I'm trying to find the right word here, like. I, I'm disappointed I didn't get to see him in a Cowboys jersey. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I was really, I was, I was so excited to, to like the fact yeah. that he got Jared, Jared McCoy because he's still done a great job at Carolina, and we all know his resume for the Buccaneers over the years. And for him to come to us, and we saw the shape he got. And this was a guy that got in shape during this off season, and he proved that he was on Instagram, social media, posting. The way he lost, he looked lean, he looked strong, like, and it just it was just matter of, over in a matter of moments during training camp. And Do you know, I was I was the same as you, Paul. Um, when we were kind of looking at the kind of a roster breakdown, and we were like looking at the free agents that were still available at the time, and he was one of the names. And I said, would love to see Joe McCoy on this roster. And yeah. I got a bit. I got a bit. I got a bit of shit on Twitter for it. Um, but do you know what I mean? He's he's. That's what it is. Like he did it in Tampa Bay. So did so did Andobakinsu. Do you know what I mean those guys were beasts when they came out out of um, 
our college, and like I say, just just for the fact that they were not going to command those massive contracts that they they earned at the start of their kind of career, it, it was worth taking the the hit there. Kind of worth taking the risk. Like I say, sadly, we, it's not to be this year. Hopefully, we'll look at bringing him back next year and just sit and see what, what we could have had. But yeah, uh, I think out of them all, for me, Clinton Dix is probably the biggest bust. And the rest of them were just, I mean, that they, they were so dominant in, in their previous clubs. It was it was worth bringing him in just to see if we could still maybe get another year out of them and see what they had left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with yeah. So, so speaking of our our defence and who actually was playing and who did turn up on Sunday, um, I know Jamie, you you'd like to make a little point on this guy, but Jalen Smith, do we owe him an apology or does he need to do more? His stat line, I think, was fourteen tackles, seven solo tackles, half a sack, uh, three tackles for three tackles for loss, and a couple of quarterback hits as well. I mean the number. Numbers look great, but is that what we is that the minimum we should be expecting from our middle linebacker? No, yeah. because of, look, look, cause look at how many points we still frigging let in. That's trust, and and you know what? And just and we touched it, touched on it off air before. Um, and our um, our great friend and our fellow um, co-founder of. Of the of the group, Lauren um, touched on it, and to be fair, she got a little bit of stick on Twitter for it, and you know, and she, and she was totally right. There's nothing wrong with with players celebrating, but the way they were celebrating, I mean, some of the players, and and she called it out, and she was like, oh, do you know what I mean, why are you celebrating when it's this way?" So no, I don't think we owe an apology. Like I say, he's been he's been awful, yeah, but pretty much all of this year. Um, he got that big contract. He's been garbage. No, he, like you say, his, his stats from the weekend. If now we'd be having a different story. So what, what was it? Fourteen total tackle. Fourteen tackles in total. Like seven, seven and seven. One, seven and solo. Seven, seven assists. Yeah. Now, if we if we if we let if we'd have kept the Giants under to fourteen points or under, then we'd probably have a different story. But no, the Giants cream this defense. And yeah, like I say, and I said it earlier that this defense is going to be the be the downfall of this team this year. So, so Jamie, I do agree, and I do agree with Lauren. They shouldn't be like Jalen should not be celebrating the fact that we're still playing like crap in general in terms of defensively. Like, there's no need for that. The only time you should only celebrate is what Anthony Brown did and D Law did through that whole play. Exactly. That, that's the only time you should be really celebrating that. Right, yeah. or um, unless you get like it's a, a phone out and it's a big phone out, it's like you really yeah. want to rub it in their faces. That's the only time you should really want yeah. to do that. But in terms totally of like, so, but in terms of like, so Jalen, um, in terms of performance, yeah, he has been underperformed by a long shot. But that to me, I'm kind of going to be a bit defensive because he's trying to like, I think he's that type of. That he wants to do too much. He should be just like mm-hmm. that game there, that game just there, he started what he was supposed to be doing. I mm-hmm. he started he started trusting Joe Thomas. He saw what Joe Thomas was doing in the game. He was actually making plays as well. And now that like, like, like because of that, 
Jalen was like, okay, you do what you do without me having to kind of intervene. We saw that what happened. Jalen just stuck to his job and done it. That was it. And look at the result. It was the 14 uh, tackles, seven solos, whatever, and that, and the half a sack and all that type of stuff. So it, it just shows, like, don't overcomplicate what you're trying to do. Just stick to what your assignment is, and that's it, and things will, will happen. You, yeah. you mentioned his name. I think, I think you threw in a... So, sorry, Brian. I, 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 sorry, Brian. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, I think you threw in a beautiful segue there into the, the D-Law uh, sack strip fumble and the Anthony Brown recovery for a touchdown. I mean, yeah. that was that that was great to see. I mean, our point differential... <laughs> We've been waiting for that all year. We've been is, waiting for that so far. Yeah. Yeah. But Jamie, take it away. That's that's what you want to see from Daylaw, and that's what you want to see from the rest of the defense. I mean, they're expecting the the dominant defensive end to come in and make a play like that, and they're coming in to to sweep up and and to to take the spoils from it. Like I said, the one thing I'm waiting for is someone to make a video or a meme of when um, Daylaw hits. Daniel Jones and you, and you just get a uh, and like shit like that you know what I mean it's just it's such a great hit and like you're saying it was just it was nice to see some hustle from from the defensive backs I mean like, that's what you want you say that's what we probably missed for the last few years do I mean the, the the front three front four making havoc of themselves and and you say the the, the defensive backs taking the spoils and getting a, getting a TD Here's a question, please. Do you think the difference of having Mike Nolan on that sideline made any difference? No, I just, I just, I just think their pride started to get a lot dented on it that they're they're playing so badly that it's yeah. And to be fair, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Actually, do you know what? I'm saying like we Brian's for you because I mean I feel like we've um, we've taken over this one, Brian. So yeah, you you. No, that's my role here is to, allow, to, to provide you guys with the, with, with the forum to, to do the talking. But I, I do agree. I mean, I think, you know, these guys are hearing it every day of the week. They're hearing it on ESPN. They're hearing it on Fox. They're hearing it on Good Morning Football. This defense is trash. And a certain amount of pride kicked in for some of the players at the weekend. Yeah. Anthony Brown is almost guaranteed to get you one turnover touchdown a year. I think if you go back you'll find one in every year that he's played. But it's I think as you say, D Law came up, made the tackle, stripped the ball, and Brown took it in. But I mean if you look at how close Trayvon Diggs has been on several occasions. He's, um, you know, he's 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 that close to, to an interception, and I think it might come this week mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Just do you know? What, just one of the frustrating things about this defense as well is it's like they're, com- they're going to complete brain fart sometimes. Like you look at the, we touched on it off air. The first two touchdowns for the Giants were just absolutely atrocious defense. Like I said, the um, what. So say the first one from it, from it, I think it was Ingram won it. Like you said, I think it was it was Everson Griffin with, with the with the paw kind of hustle to, to get him in, and then from the interception, it was like the the, the guy 
just kind of pretty much just ghosting him through four or five, six tackles. And it's just like, yeah, yeah it's just... It, it, and I think we touched on it probably last season, maybe the season before. I think one thing that's probably a little bit disappointing about this team is there's never kind of a 50-50, like 50-50 break, breakdown. This team's either, for a good few years, has either had a really good offence and a really crap defence or a really good defence and a really crap offence. Now, if you look at... I'm oh, sorry, say crap. I mean, so consistent offence and consistent defence. Yeah, Whereas you look yeah. at like teams like the Patriots have always got a consistent offence and a consistent defence. Um, the Packers have always got an off... And that's what wins championships. You, you don't necessarily... And Patriots have shown it year, year by year that you don't need to necessarily have the big-name players. You just need to have the right players for the right fit and be consistent and be confident in what the coaches are, are putting out there. And, and this for quite a few years, we, we've, we, we've we've missed out because we, we've... A, a lot, a lot of teams, if they would have had the kind of talent we would have probably had and the system that we played in, would have probably won a couple of Super Bowls and we just haven't. Who knows, mate? Who knows? It's a, it's, a, it's a very true point that you're making, Jamie. I mean, we never seem to balance it out. And it's it's like that thing, I, like we've all heard, a complimentary football. You know, that your offence gives the, the defence time off the field that your defense gives the offense good field position. You know, we're not, we, I can't remember the last time we played that way. And, and it, it is dis, disenchanting to see that we're still in this boom bust with, with one side or the other of the ball. But, um, you know, hopefully, look, we've given our defense enough shit in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they will step up. I mean, we're playing the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. We've already heard about their um, their quarterback who's from a trash school um, and his ability to get out of the pocket and escape the pocket. Um, you know, and the guys in that will cover that. But, I mean, hopefully this defence has been listening and will start stepping up onto it. Mm-hmm. It just seems like this defense hasn't had a nastiness for years, and 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 I know we don't want to dwell on on the past and be like, oh yeah, you know, nineties was the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, and we know that, and we've lived through it, and we we go through it every chuffing year. But if you look at the defenses that that we won the Super Bowls, those those defenses were nasty. They were awful. That you didn't want to play them, I and like I said, and. And they had a, rightly so, had a chip on their shoulder because I can't remember which year, was it 94? Was it 94? I can't remember. And literally, they, they, was the, they were the best defence in the NFL and not one of them got selected to a Pro Bowl or to All Pro. And yeah, that's right. This is, this is what you want. You want your defence to play with a chip on its shoulder. You want them to yeah. be nasty. You want them to be mean. And you want them to be smashed. You want them yeah. to Exactly. Yeah. And we just like, add that. Like, I think it, I think in terms of that, I think that was the 92 team. I think it was the first Super Bowl. Yeah. And I mean, Sorry, that, yeah. was a de- that was a defence which had, you know, Charles Haley. It had mm-hmm. um, Darren Woodson playing safety. Yeah. You had Ken Norton Jr. at linebacker. I mean, they were... I, I know I'm forgetting names. Um, but, I mean, they were nasty guys. Do you know Don't what? I'm kind of just... Uh, with them. 
and kind of just to just to flip it a little bit more just with that and it just like I say you want that nastiness but it just kind of the scene is a little bit too rigid and regimental and, and, and the only reason I touch on that is like you say you, you, we go back to obviously touching about this but like you look at like kind of on special teams with Kenny Gann and he'd go back and he'd have a bit of a laughing backfield while he's waiting for a punt or a do you know what I mean? And it's just like that, and it's just like it's it's a little bit too serious. Like, yeah, I know it's the job, but yeah, like I say, yeah. end of the day, if, if you have fun playing this game, you're going to succeed in playing this game. You know what I mean? I have a bit of fun playing it, do you know what I mean? And yeah. Loosen up a bit, you know what I mean? It's, don't over, like Paul mentioned earlier, don't overcomplicate things. But just as as we always do, and we look, we we like to give a uh, little bit of attention to our special teams. So I think this this weekend we actually didn't have any special team fuck ups. <laughs> so Greg Zerline kicked all his goals. Chris I Jones. Guess, I, guess Carson, I, I guess Carson is out the question for tonight. <laughs> yeah. Greg, Greg got like he's in my fantasy team. Got me some points this week. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I, I think it, it's good to see that special teams didn't cost us anything this week. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, right, it got us the win. So. It did. And something I do actually want to call out is Chris Jones. For the game-winning field goal, the work he did to get that ball round, I think it, it keeps cutting out on most of the highlights I see. But mm-hmm. LP, I think LP threw slightly high. Now, that's not a knock on LP. Normally, he has... The ball landing laces out, yeah. but El- but you could see Chris got it turned and the fade coming in to bring it inside the post from Greg's airline was it was it was epic. I noticed that the, the ball swelled ridiculously. Yeah, right. There was one point I thought that is going out. Then but somehow yeah. I was like watching Roberto Carlos's free kick against <laughs> France. <laughs> but that that you know, was. That was the effect of the laces. Like, if you could see it, like, Chris hadn't got it fully rounded. The laces were fully lined up. And that's why the ball drew in like that, is that it, it was correcting. We, we were lucky, man. We were lucky to yeah. get that. Do, do you know, you, you, you touched on him there, like you're saying, you don't get a lot of props mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, LP, man, the guy's been doing it for years, and he's, like you say, he's been Mr. Consistent. I don't think... Mm-hmm. We, like you say, we've ever seen a fuck up from him. Tell just, you my yeah, the guy doesn't get enough credit. You know I mean, the, yeah. the guy's clearly clearly done enough. Oh, is it 13, 14 years? Maybe longer he's been on this roster. 17. I'll tell you guys, special team is, is a fine art. It really is. It is a fine yeah. art. It's like, yeah. like even like a kick holder, ball snapper, punter, like it's, it's all technique and precision. And yeah, the same, yeah. and same, same can be done with a quarterback. This throwing the spiral of the ball, with like foot placement, hand, uh, hand-eye coordination for right receivers, all that. It's technique and coordination. It's so important. Doesn't matter what position that you play. It's it's a fine art. Yeah, like like a, like a, a brutal I mean, fine art. A brutal fine art. special teams. It's true. It's true. But um. I think uh, we, we've, as usual, we've gone way over the error that we normally <laughs> allot ourselves. Uh, but there, there was a lot to go through in that game. Um, before we wrap up, obviously, we do want to pass on our best wishes. Um, Dak, all of us here in the UK and Ireland, 
we're all praying for you. Our thoughts are with you. Rest up, heal up, and we look forward to seeing you back on the field in 2021. Mm -hmm. um, before we go, Paul, if you'd like to give a shout out. Yep, sure thing. So again, guys, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go and check out cowboysexperience.com and use the code Cowboy, uh, UK Cowboys um, for the ultimate game day, tailgate and meet and greet experience. Obviously, with this year, um, due to COVID-19, uh, it's more of an uh, online presence to kind of do right now. But for next year, for 2021, expect full operations to be back set to normal. And as a person, and like I said, uh, myself and Jamie, and a few others of the UK Cowboys have been there before, we cannot vouch for these guys any higher. And we're just so happy that we've partnered, partnered up with Cowboys Experience. So be sure to go and contact them and use the code UK Cowboys. Get all the free stuff you can, people. Mm -hmm. Take advantage. <laughs> but um, in wrapping up, uh, don't forget to tune in on Thursday night. Mike and the team will be breaking down the Cardinal, the upcoming Cardinals match on Monday Night Football. But from me, it's good night. Paul. Good night. And Jamie. Welcome. <laughs> there, Paul. To get in. To get in. Ta -da. Yeah. <laughs>